you're in Seattle, Seattle. And you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbouncedown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to episode 502 now. 502 episodes. That blows my mind. And, of course, every time we've been live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on this episode, we're going to talk about dry, dry January is now over. And will that extend to February for some people? Also, want to talk about, well, the thing that you're not buying in the store anymore because of inflation and maybe even stagflation. I was out reading a Reddit piece and a BuzzFeed piece, and it is amazing what things cost right now you guys it is just really incredible anyway before we get to that though let's get to this it is super bowl week and by the time you hear this it's really super bowl week because this is just kind of the week before the week anyway your thoughts on tom brady pulling out a phone out in the middle of nowhere and saying something that i thought was very interesting he said you know what you go. You only get one of these long essays. Uh, retirement essay. Yeah, as far as retirement goes. And he did it last year on February 1st. And once again on February 1st, everybody thought, hey, this is some kind of early April Fool's joke because he's making this same announcement on February 1st. Come to find out, he really is stepping away from football. And it seems like uh, his former wife went out publicly, which I thought was very nice and supported him. And now he's putting up pictures of himself with his son, Jack, who I hear is a pretty good football player. And Jack is the his daughter that he had with Bridget Moynihan that is on Blue Bloods. Anyway, some pictures of them surfacing now. So who knows? Maybe there's a Ben Affleck J-Lo thing going on here where you decide to go back home. Anyway, your thoughts on the GOAT retiring. He truly is the greatest of all time. He is. It's, uh, there's a bunch of different thoughts I had on this. One is my evolution of going from absolutely despising this guy uh, just as a football fan to now once he once he crossed, I think, the 40-year-old threshold, I found myself rooting for him more and more and playing till you're 45 in the modern NFL. I'm now a, like a full-throated uh, supporter because it's just unbelievable what he's done. So I think it makes it a little easier that he has in his pocket a over $300 million television deal with Fox. That's going to be a kind of a soft landing uh, to go from this to that. That's more than he ever made in a year. Like his annual contract for TV is not going to be more than he ever made in a year being a quarterback. Um, I think the, the, the one thing that I keep thinking about is I heard an interview with Steve Young. And of course, the, the Hall of Fame quarterback from the San Francisco 49ers. And I believe he's an attorney as well from the University of Brigham Young. He, he said something that I hadn't heard someone say before. And I think it only applies to someone like him or like Tom Brady. He said, retirement is death. And he, I, I don't think he was being hyperbolic. I think that, that Steve Young realized I now need to kill. Uh, and murder the part of me that has been the biggest part of my identity since I was a child. He used those words. He said, retirement is death. 
Do you use do you use the word kill and murder? No, I'm saying that. Okay, I'm saying so. I so I didn't think Steve Young would say that. that you have to good. you have to take this thing that is your idea. When you're the quarterback, especially think about it when you're the high school quarterback and you're going to date the homecoming queen and like all of the and then you go to college and now you're the you know you're the guy at Michigan and you're the guy uh and then you make it to the pros and so you from from, from a very young age probably 7 or 8 9 years old this has been who you are you've been the quarterback and then when you become the greatest of all time there's a death that happens there's a mourning that happens and and Steve Young talked about when you can still throw it and you can think that you, when you can still wing it, and we've had Jim Plunkett told us the same thing. Somewhere in the back of your mind, you you feel like you can still play. So I think the combination of of him bouncing some balls a lot this year in front of receivers, not being able to hit the window that he has. Like in the NFL, they have these timing routes where you take your your drop back and you have to hit this window right, like right on target. And I and he was missing those targets. They were bouncing off the ground. They were going wide right. He was watching Aaron Rodgers too much. Right. <laughs> so, I, I, so, so is Aaron Rodgers. Right. So I, I, think, I think Tom Brady was like, I know I can still play on some level. I got over 5,000 yards this year. However, uh, I, I'm ready to mourn the loss of that identity. And he's been trying on this other identity. So I'm going to go from being quarterback to now the number one seat as the number one analyst on TV. So I'm going to step into that new identity and still be around the game, still talk about the game, still be able to interview coaches and players and walk on the field and still get some of, some of that judge if you will uh but there's no doubt uh when you think about any category the one that i loved was he has 35 victories in the playoffs in super bowls the next next one on the list is a guy called joe montana you may have heard of him he has 19 so like it's not it's not even close let the me, stuff that he's let done. me ask you this do you do you think in the modern era i was watching uh tom brady this morning in the combines, and then I watched him kind of on this, you know, ESPN version battle the network stars, where you go out and you run and you throw, and there's there's uh, targets that are moving. He was horrible, and in fact, right. in his first couple of years, his completion percentage was around sixty two percent. He was not good, but he was allowed to come in, and he was allowed to continue to play. And at some point, he found his feet. And he found his arm and he found his team and he found his coach and it all just kind of worked together. You know, I think of you could be a pretty good quarterback in this league and you could be sitting on a bench for almost a decade. We see that with Geno Smith now, right? So here comes Geno Smith for the Seattle Seahawks and he wants more money and he should get more money. He should absolutely get more money if they decide that they want to sign him. I think in today's NFL, though, today's NFL, I don't think Tom Brady breaks through. Uh, you have to be willing to put your quarterback out there and let them suck for a couple years in order for, yeah, maybe end of year two, start of year three. All of a sudden, guy starts getting really good, right? Today's NFL, they're just going to pull you and they're going to put somebody else in there. I I don't think Tom Brady's story happens today. When you look at the combine and you look at this television show and you see how horrible his skill level was, Nobody outworked the goat. Nobody. So. Well, and I think that's the thing that I, I came to mind when you were talking about that. Not not only when he when he made it to the NFL and then was sort of given a chance. When you look at those pictures of him coming out of college, he said, "I am going to do a wholesale dedication to the NFL that I don't know if we've seen anybody top." 
he when it came down to like i am going to track every piece of food i put in my mouth i'm going to track every single workout that i do i am going to literally dedicate 24 7 365 days a year uh i'm going to dedicate to this regimen because i know that's the only way that i can get to where i want to go very few people have that kind of discipline you know, people would make fun of him for eating the avocado ice cream with, you know, and all of that stuff that he was sort of became famous for with the TB12 stuff. But like, that's, that's what it takes to play till you're 45. So, uh, it, it, that's a very rare personality trait, even among professional athletes to say, I'm never taking a day off. I'm never missing my plyometrics. I'm never going to have dessert. Uh, this is going to be the thing I do this every day, all day, and I'm on my regimen, my trainer and nutritionist live with me and travel with me. Like that's the type of dedication that I think very few people have. Yeah. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, can we talk about Les Schwab and Les Schwab tires for a moment? Hey, before you go anywhere, this is what I want you to do as we head into the spring driving season. Stop by Les Schwab and ask for a free pre-trip safety check. What does that mean? They'll get your tires, your batteries, your brakes, your lines, so much more. Then they make recommendations based upon what you really need, Ron, and not what they're trying to sell you, right? Yeah, but if you do need new tires, you can save up to $150 during the Les Schwab Founders Day celebration sale on select tire sizes and types. Schedule an appointment today at leschwab.com, or you can just stop by. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Hey, you guys, back to the Ron and Don show in a moment. I love those guys. They <laughs> are amazing. Speak about being amazing. Do you want to be amazing in 2023? We have a 2023 life-changing event coming up. There are 30 people on February 16th. It costs nothing. There's no flim-flam. There's no bait and switch. But we have raised the bar here. We don't want just 30 people showing up that want to meet us because... We can meet you some other time. And believe, believe you me, we're not that exciting. Ron, this specifically, we are dialing into our health and we're dialing into our wealth when it comes to building wealth and health through the power of real estate, right? Yeah, so 30 people and we are going to do a two-hour event here. And I guarantee you, if you really lean into this and you really listen to it, we are going to come up with a custom game plan just for you to acquire that first piece of real estate. It's probably not going to be tomorrow. It might take six months. It might take a year. But if you are ready to go on this journey with us, that's who we want to partner with. So if you're motivated, if this rings true, go to ronanddon.com slash change. It's limited to 30 people. ronanddon.com slash change. We'll see you everybody february 16th and now back to the show all right you guys welcome back uh, to the ron and don show and if you shop like me sometimes you're shopping for convenience and also because you want to support uh brick and mortar so i go to the grocery store every day i try to buy fresh ingredients every day for myself my family our, our dog charlie my mom uh, who's been staying with us and i have noticed as i walk the outer ring of the store uh, it seems like everything in my bag, It's it, I, I'm bringing in too many bags now, right? I spent $125 yesterday at a local market. I, I got one bag of groceries. Uh, I brought in three. I thought, thought I'd fill up three. It's incredible. 
just incredible what things cost now. And I think a lot of us are scratching our heads and saying, is this just the market taking advantage of us or have all these costs gone up due to COVID and the blockchain? And this is what things really cost right now. So people went out on Reddit and they said, hey, here's some of the things I'm not buying. And then I want to ask Ron, uh, you ever buy the DiGiorno pizzas? This guy says, hey, they used to be $5. Uh, now they're 10 fast food. Uh, it's like $15 now for a combo at some places. A lot of cereal brands have gone up to almost $8 a box. That's crazy. Uh, Coca-Cola this week, if you want a uh, 12-pack, it's up past $10. Uh, clothes have gotten more expensive. Live concerts. This person says, I went to my first concert since before COVID over the summer outside the venue. We're sitting in the lawn. It was $75. It was $25 to get a beer. And then for a plate of three street tacos, another $25. That is crazy. Also, a lot of people cutting the cord on cable. Potato chips up to $5.50 a bag. And it just goes on and on and on. The thing that I noticed here, what people are cutting out of their lives, I didn't see anyone say, oh my God, the spinach salad costs so much. Uh, it's a lot of complaints about comfort food, about ice cream, about chips, about all the things we reach for, want to be comforted. Lots and lots of sugar here, uh, lots of butter here, lots of candy here. But a lot of people pissed off uh, going back to concerts that, you know, to go see Taylor Swift now or the boss was just here. And I asked my friend who was at the concert last night, I said, what did it cost you to go see the boss? She spent twenty five hundred dollars on tickets for her and her date to, to go Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, to go see the boss. Wow. So so any anyway, uh what is your take on this? Do we come back to normal on this stuff, Ron? Because if we don't come back to normal, the, the Fed just hike interest rates again. They didn't hike it by a lot, but they said there's probably more in store. The market is saying right now, we don't believe you. We think maybe there'll be one more hike this year, and then they'll start to come down. What do, what do, you, what do you see? Do you see a balance in pricing? Or once this stuff is cranked, it's not like crude oil where it goes up and down and up and down. It's up, and it's never coming down. Well, the interesting thing on this is to look at corporate profits, because if, if you're a publicly traded company, you have to release your balance sheet. Like They're doing a lot of earnings reports even this week for like Google, Apple, uh, Meta, that sort of thing. Uh, but when you look at like retail grocery stores and you look at their uh, what their actual profits are quarter to quarter, then you can sort of see what the what the delta is on this. So I think both things are true that that stuff is more expensive and that they're they are taking advantage of that to to keep prices high and to pad the the bottom line right now. On the ticket thing, so my brother just came up to visit. We went to a Kraken hockey game avalanche and he was like can we get some decent seats you know because he's an avalanche fan uh he came up here and, and we wanted to see a game so i found some decent seats uh, in the lower bowl if you've been to a, a cracking game and they seemed relatively reasonable and so i bought the tickets and then when i got to check out and he was all excited about these tickets and so i hit i hit send or whatever get to the checkout the 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 ticket services now were sixty dollars per ticket. Wow! In service fees, That's so nuts. that that doesn't include the for the ticket. That's just on top of the ticket. The and so that was a little bit of an eye opener. I uh, had to swallow hard and hit confirm on that one when it sent it off to the old uh, to the credit card. The thing that I've done. I, do you do this at all? I feel a little embarrassed and cheap saying this. So like I like to like I'll get some. Um, Trader Joe's has the little salmon, the fresh salmon thing in the deli section. And so I used to go in there 
and I would look and see which piece I thought looked the best or like the portion size that I wanted. I was looking at the actual fish. And so now I go through and I'll take, I'll go through the whole friggin' bin now. I'll take it. And now I'm looking at the price. And so if it's like, well, this is the one I would have chosen, but it's $12. Here's a different one that maybe is not as attractive or the shape is kind of weird or whatever it is. And if it's less money, I'm rifling through all the little packets in there to find the one that is cheaper versus finding the one that I think is actually going to be the best piece of fish, <laughs> which I don't know. I'm, I'm sure other people do that, <laughs> but you're just like, oh, God. Yeah. The hard thing is when you throw away really expensive food, right? That's the hard thing. So we've been really trying to pay attention to that. We will see you on the other side. Hey, it's Ron Don here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. Mitch, do I need to have 20% down to buy a house right now? No, and that's actually one of the most common mistakes that I do here is people think and people have thought for a long time that 20% is the standby. 20% the first time you're buying a home is not normal at all. With with prices, you know, around a million dollars often for first-time home buyers, 20% is a lot of money to save and it is not necessary. You can put 3.5% down with an FHA loan, 5% down, sometimes even less with a conventional, and mortgage insurance just isn't as bad as it used to be. I just did a loan that was a $900,000 home. The buyers put 10% down and they were going to pay mortgage insurance of $100 a month for two years. Now that $2,400 feels like a lot, maybe, but if you talk about how much their home is going to grow in value over that time, it's nothing. All right. He's Mitch Weeks. Uh, get in touch with him at Mitch.Loans. If you're a first-time buyer and your ears just perked up and go, I'd like to buy a house for 5% down, it's Mitch.Loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, coming up, we got a life-changing event, and there's literally uh, four seats left. Yeah, yeah so you can go to ronanddon.com slash change if you'd like to sign up. Or if you're thinking about, hey, this is my year uh, to make a change in, in real estate. Maybe I'm upsizing, downsizing, some family stuff happened or work stuff happened. Give me an email or give me a call, and we'll set up a Zoom to talk about your situation. So that's ron at ronanddon.com. That's ron at ronanddon.com. We're starting to see a lot more action right now in the real estate market. So uh, start to take some action. Yeah, Ron will be there. I'll be there. We want you to be there. Uh, we'll feed you. We're not going to clothe you. We, you bring your own clothes. I think that's only fair. We'll bring the food. You bring the clothes. We'll be there for a couple hours. Uh, we'll all leave as friends, mostly, I hope. And uh, we'll learn something about real estate and your real estate journey. Some people be ready to go. Other people be like, hey, I got to understand my credit. I got to go build a credit. I got to go work on that. So wherever you are in the journey, we're going to meet you right there. Okay? And I'd love to meet you on February 16th. So get signed up. Ronadon.com slash change. As Ron said, it's ronadon.com slash change. Hey, as uh, Mardi Gras, by the time you're hearing this, I think it's Lundy Gras, right? Lundy Gras, Monday's the Mardi And then Tuesday's the Mardi Gras. So this will be, yeah. So this show is coming out uh, on Lundy Gras which is the Monday before Fat Tuesday. And I'm already seeing lots of my friends. In fact, I heard from one of my friends this morning, a gal I used to date when I lived in New Orleans like over 15 years ago. And she said she went out last night. And then the next thing she knows, uh, she woke up this morning. Uh, she was in her bed with all her clothes on, uh, perch still, uh, purse still attached, shoes on, 
looks like she had a great time, doesn't totally remember it. And Ron, that to me is something that I don't miss about Mardi Gras, right? There's a website that says, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just from New Orleans. It is crazy how much people drink when they come to Louisiana. That's that's why there's there's some new info that just came out about dry January and the states that drink the most. It kind of blew me away that North Dakota doesn't have anything going on but fracking and drinking, right? Montana, Yellowstone with Beth. Yeah, everybody's hanging out, boozing it up. Don't even get me started with Wisconsin, Bucky Badger ice cream, and New Hampshire. There's New Hampshire a- was off the chart. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So so in New Ham and they do it by the gallons. In New Hampshire, people drink over six gallons of alcohol a year. Six gallons. I got to go back to Louisiana, though, because Louisiana doesn't Six score very high. Six gallons is a Wednesday night. Everybody in Louisiana must be lying or they're not keeping track because there's they're not keeping track of over the million people that come every year for Mardi Gras and drink. That alone would take Louisiana and you go right by. <laughs> you go right by New Hampshire. Right now, Louisiana ranks kind of where Washington State. A couple gallons of alcohol a year, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's interesting to go through dry January and think about it. And the thing that you talked about, I thought, a long time ago was very interesting. And, like, to to really see how you feel. Um, I was talking to someone who was like, well, mine's more like a moist January. It's not really dry. It's not really wet. I'm sort of like moist January. Um, and then people really get into this. But when you actually stop and you think about it, it's like, okay, if I don't drink for a week, like at the end of that week, don't just like stumble through and go, oh, it's just January. Like, think about it and go, did I sleep better? How am I, do I, how do I feel the next day? Um, what's my energy level like? What's my, you know, appetite like? Do I, am I eating better? Like all of those things. I think many times people will do these social trends and they don't really, they're on the bandwagon and, and yet they don't actually then do the part where you're like, what, what's the result here? The analysis. And, and like, what's the cost benefit analysis? And, and, and I'm not saying that you never drink again. Cause like I, I, I still drink, but like there are times where you're like, okay, what, what, in what scenario was that a, 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 a net positive for me? Is it the time when I was by myself? And I had a long day and I threw back a couple of pops watching TV. And then the next day I'm feeling groggy. Like, was that a net positive? Probably not. But like, oh, I haven't seen a friend in a long time and we're out and we have a, a cocktail with dinner and conversation's really great. Was that one maybe a, a positive? Yeah. Like for me, that is. It's worth it to do it in that scenario. But unless I step back, so I, I did mostly dry January. I had a, a couple times where I wasn't like militant about it. But I did notice that like, uh, especially getting up in the morning was easier on, on days that I didn't drink. And um, my sleep was a little bit more rhythmic when I would do it, you know, a week in a row, let's say, or two weeks in a row. So like I did notice those things. And at the same time, like when my brother was in town and we went out uh, to dinner, I enjoyed having a drink with him and I hadn't seen him in a while in person. And so it was a, it was a bit of like, I was trying to be more mindful about it as opposed to just going, I'm not drinking in January. And then when February 1st comes along, I'm going out for, uh, I'm going to like wake up in the, my bed with here all my clothes here on. Co- here comes the Mardi Gras. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think it should be a toggle switch. Yeah. What what were the biggest things that you noticed? Just like paying attention to your body. Was it uh 
was it a you had talked about like a clear headedness or but then there there came that time where you're like ah now I got some stuff I got to do. Well, with. when you when you when you detox when you if you've been drinking a lot or you're everyday drinking and you detox from that, uh, your brain is like a sponge, right? So it's sitting there, and if you look at the neuroscience, it's it's absorbing all that alcohol. So when it doesn't have alcohol to absorb. Uh, the brain actually physically starts to dry out a little bit. doesn't have all that lubricant on it. And that's one of the things you have to be concerned about. Like I know uh, I'm talking to a lot of friends right now that have parents that are experiencing memory loss. And sometimes if you go back and you did some pretty hard partying in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even into your 60s, uh, and let's say that smoking was a part of that, well, that's that's your your brain is smoking all those cigarettes too, not just your heart. And and so is your brain. It's taking all those drinks too, not just your heart. And so sometimes what happens when you get up in the morning and you're just dealing with a hangover all day, life is just kind of five feet in front of you. And, and it's, it's hard to get back up to 5,000 or 25,000 feet in the air where you can really soar and you can have perspective and you can look around and really take a look at your life and, and, and the people around you. And I would just say for people that have a really hard time with you, you look at the dry January and you're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I was abusing alcohol. Maybe maybe I was numbing with alcohol. And I've been there, you guys. I I've been in that spot. The, the dry January gives you a chance to take alcohol away. And and as Ron said, just assess: Did my life get better? Did it get worse? Did it stay the same? I've never had anyone that I've challenged, and I've challenged hundreds of people to do this. I talk to a lot of people uh, away from the podcast. And, and I always ask people and I don't give them a month. I just say, just take 10 days, take 10 days. And I give them some podcasts to listen to a book to read. And I just say, see how 10 days and, and contact me. Sometimes I never hear from people again. Some people I've been talking to for years. And, and I, and I will say this, I think sometimes in our society, people think of alcoholism. They think of AA, they think how brutal that can be. And they say, that's not them. And you know what? It may not be you, right? I went to seven AA meetings when I kind of went on this search uh, of self-discovery. And what I found out is, yeah, I'm, I, these meetings are not for me. I, I would leave those meetings in the dark sometimes at seven in the morning on South Lake Union. And I would just go run in the rain. And it was this time of year. And I would just go run. It was, it was, it was January 18th, five years ago when I made, made some de decisions to change some things. And, and, and so you get this clarity, clarity, your skin starts to actually look a little younger. The, the color comes back in your eyeballs and then your brain, this big brain of yours in your body, it wants to do stuff. It wants to do cool stuff and it wants to fly at 30,000 feet every once in a while. And, and now you're able to navigate it. You're able to do it because you have space in your life for those things. And a lot of times we end up drinking more to deal with all these things that are in our life. And to Ron's point, sometimes drinking less or taking a moment where you're like, hey, I'm going to take a sober break here, which is what dry, dry January is about, and start dealing with some of those things that are in your life. And those, those things might be people, right? They might be people. If you look around, look at your five friends. And my grandfather always said this. He said, at the end of your life, you'll be lucky if you can count your five true friends on one hand. And you'll probably not lose, you'll probably not use all your fingers or lose all your fingers. No, he would say you probably wouldn't use all your fingers. Think about that. Are the people around you making you better? Are the people around you flying at 30,000 feet? Are the people around you pouring into you in the same way that you pour into them? If that's not true, 
And the people around you just really are your neighbors and you just sit around and put down a couple glasses or a couple bottles of wine and they're your drinking buddy. That, that's not friendship. That's not love. That's not connection, right? That's just a drinking buddy right there. So anyway, did I answer your question? No, but it was good. <laughs> I think it's a good way to end the, end the show. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. Uh, don't forget, if you want to go to this life-changing event, we don't have any books to sell. We're not selling any tapes. Uh, if we were old school, maybe we'd try to sell you some CDs. We'll sell you some old Tony Robbins CDs. How's that? <laughs> anyway, we want you to come. It doesn't cost a thing. But we do want to make sure that people come in the door, that you have an interest in meeting us, us meeting you, and that you have an interest in real estate, whether you bought a home or you're looking to buy a second home or property as an investment property. That's what the Ron and Don sit down is all about. And that's what this life changing event is all about, right? Yeah. So if you can't make the event, email me directly, ron at ronanddon.com. We can set it up. You can find all this information on our website, ronanddon.com. Ronanddon.com. Hey, till next time, keep your head up and your shoulders back. He's Ron. I'm Don. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network.